Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. It seems like there is something to run from every single week. It started with COVID, then there was monkeypox, then Luna, Celsius, now it's Solana. Every week, it is just something else. And with this whole thing, I just want to say that there is a lot of misinformation going around as far as what's going on with Solana. They're saying there's a major security breach. And today, we're going to separate what's the fact from all of the FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, because there's a lot of wrong information going around. Okay, so upfront, full disclosure, I'm going to let you know that I am not a Solana developer and all sorts of things. I'm not a highly qualified expert in this field. However, I'm pretty good at researching information and finding all of this stuff and trying to get to the bottom of all of this. And the real experts that are the coders, that are the white hat hackers and Solana developing team and all of them that are trying to get to the bottom of this. And I just read through and researched all the information that they're putting out. So with that said, my intention of releasing this episode is not to position myself as some sort of Solana expert. It is simply to relay the information from the true experts that are sifting through all of this stuff and giving the real hardcore data because they know how to read all the blockchain information, the coding and all of that. So with that said, if you heard that the Solana blockchain security was breached, you were misinformed. That was the headlines that was coming out as far as everyone was tweeting it that, yep, here it goes, Solana to the ground. Now everything is up in flames because guess what? Your blockchain is not secure. That's what the ETH maxis and a lot of people were saying, but that is not true. And what ended up happening is that we found out that it was a particular Solana wallet. And this one was not the blockchain itself in the security of the infrastructure of everything that's being built on Solana, what it was the Slope Mobile Wallet. And just there is the Phantom and multiple other wallets slope was a mobile wallet or is a mobile wallet that is used on solana and everything that happened over the last few days with all the chaos that's going around people are losing their shirts it is associated with that and it turns out that the private keys were actually breached or released and this was some sort of a compromise within the slope wallet now some people were reporting that even in their phantom wallet they're using assets and what was going on there so it really seemed like it was a widespread thing and everyone was just saying that solana's going to ashes and everything is up in flames right now. But as I said, it was a specific wallet, the Slope mobile wallet. And what ended up happening was there's actually two theories that's going on around right now as far as what's being circulated. And apparently there was event logs. A lot of the times when you have these error messages on whatever application or hardware it is, and there's an option that says, would you like to log this information or would you like to submit it anonymously or whatever? And that way it sends information to the developers. So that they, way they can work on the bugs, see exactly what happened, and they're able to make fixes in future releases. Well, that is very important and it helps to keep software and things being developed. And it is a great thing to have the community reporting that. However, there is a possibility of things going wrong. And that is exactly what happened in this case, as far as what the reports are. Somehow that the security phrases or the secret phases or the recovery phrases or the seed phrase, whatever you want to call it, was being somehow connected to this and sent within those logs. And that's where the breach came out. So really what was compromised was the private keys or the security phrases. And that's how all of these wide sweeps happened. So why was this a case that it was able to uh, be a part of the Phantom ecosystem as far as some people had their NFTs and their assets, tokens, of course, in the Phantom wallet. So why were they at lost as well? If this was a specific incident 
for this specific wallet. You can connect these two wallets. You can also transfer the wallets and so forth and whatnot. And that seems to be what has happened. So some people that have moved over or have connected and interacted with the private key and the seed phrase and everything from that initial slope mobile wallet have moved it over to Phantom. And that is where the issue really comes. Now, the second theory that was out there, but that one that I just mentioned seems to be the leading theory that everyone is settling on right now. But the second theory was that there is faulty code also within that slope mobile wallet. And as different applications and things are being updated, they're rolling it out and things are connecting to it. Anything that is building off of the code and the APIs and all that from this particular wallet, there was some malicious code that was hidden in there and it was spreading around and that's how all of this happened. But the way it's looking, the majority is leading towards the first theory and the people that were spared, even if they did interact with this thing, they started off with one of these soap wallets and it's possible that all that stuff was leaked. Well, if they were also connected to a hardware wallet, those people were spared. The ones that really suffered were the people that only had a hot wallet. Of course, when the hacker, scammer, whatever you want to call them, gets that security phrase and gets into that wallet, it's always connected to the internet as far as once that device is online. And that's how they were just able to trigger all of that stuff. And unfortunately, that's what happened. So what's the takeaway from all of this? First of all, is the importance of a hardware wallet. And in particular, if you have a ledger that also supports multiple NFTs, multiple blockchains, multiple tokens. So that is a great place to start. I personally have both of them. However, generally speaking, if you are someone that is just barely dabbling just into the space and you're going to be on multiple blockchains, most likely you're going to end up getting a ledger. So if you start off with a Trezor, you're probably going to then get a Solano, a Cardano, and all sorts of other things. And you're going to realize that you quickly outgrow that Trezor because Trezor was originally designed as a cold storage wallet for Bitcoins. And it is great for that. And it works with Ethereum-based tokens and NFTs. However, Polygon and other things are a no-no. But as far as the interface and the usability and everything of it, personally, I rather interact with the Trezor, but whatever. At the end of the day, your assets are protected, not there waiting for a scammer to come on that hot wallet. And I recommend either one of them. But the other takeaway to have from all of this is that it is not a Solana issue. This actually was a faulty wallet. So it is the design of that wallet, the coding of that wallet, and whether it is that it's the logs being sent forward or it is actually the code and the updates and there's malicious code somewhere in there. Either way, it is the wallet to be blamed. Now, will this stuff be recovered? Are they liable for this because it was their fault? I don't know. I don't even know how their capitalization is, if they have the funds or insurance to even do anything. But generally speaking, in Web3, it's buyer beware. So the users are really on their own. I don't know how it's going to work. But lastly, the takeaway that I think is probably the coolest thing and most interesting thing to me personally is how quick these white hat hackers, developers, and even the Solana team dove into the stuff to start to research. It was like right away they mobilized and this army of techies just came into the space to try to figure out exactly what happened. And of course, the blockchain doesn't lie. This is an open public ledger. So anyone that has access to the internet can also then browse through the blockchains, look at tokens, look codes, and do all of that stuff. So it was pretty quick, a community effort to narrow down where this breach has come from. Because when you hear millions of dollars are being stolen out of thousands of wallets, that just makes front page news right there. It gets the attention of not just the mainstream, but really put some fear and certainty and doubt into the NFT community. And hearing that Solana, one of the biggest NFT chains, is 
under attack and it is not secure, of course that's going to set off panic. But in the midst of all the chaos and panic, it is always great to fact check and do your research. But remember, I said I'm not a Solana developer, an expert in all of this stuff. I'm just very good at finding information and I try to condense a massive amount of information into a bite-sized nugget that you can take away and understand what's going on. But speaking of massive amounts of information, bite-sized nuggets and information, a great place to get some things like that, stories that I might not cover in a podcast episode, is the niftybusinessweek.com, which is a weekly newsletter that comes out on Thursdays. Unfortunately, you missed this week's, so you're not able to get that live as it comes out. However, if you go on my Twitter page or if you go to niftybusinessweek.com, not only can you subscribe, but you can also see the past issues so you can get an idea of what's coming up and you get some breaking news or whatever hot story is going on as long as highlighting the podcast and various things. I give it a nice little take and all sorts of things. But if you sign up for that and you do have a wax wild, simply reply with it and I will send you over a free NFT that we'll use in the future for different things. But of course, as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.